Welcome to the Brand Ambassadors, your wide-angle look at the field of PR and what it means for your company. Your host is Merritt Hamilton Allen with co-host Gary Potterfield. Every firm has a compelling narrative that sets them apart from the crowd. In your company, you can use your own background and storytelling to your advantage as well as that of your business. Now, here are your hosts, Merritt Hamilton Allen and Gary Potterfield. Good morning. Welcome to the Brand Ambassadors. I'm Merritt Hamilton Allen, joined by Gary Potterfield. Good morning, Gary. Uh, good morning, Merritt. Uh, what airport lounge are you in this morning? No, I thought you had something else to say. <laughs> oh, goodness. It's we our won't last talk show about your February. travel woes. We won't talk about your travel woes. Oh, let's do. Okay, go <laughs> ahead. Go ahead. No, go I, ahead. I have to. I, I actually, I can, I can do this in ninety seconds or less. Go for I it. I was supposed to be doing the show with Gary in the studio this week and flying to uh, uh, Washington D.C. Anybody who was trying to fly through Dallas on Tuesday knows what I'm talking about. They just had horrible weather all day long. I wound up uh, spending 22 hours at DFW and still not getting on a plane to D.C., so I finally uh, came home. I saw people sleeping in the airport, um, but through, through all this, and it was more and more crowded, I was so, uh, and, and more and more crowded and more and more flights being canceled, I feel like I'm a pretty keen observer of airport bad behavior. And I was amazed. I really saw no meltdowns. Um, passengers were pretty uh, were pretty uh, not okay with things, but they understood what was happening. Uh, airport and airline staff were great. Um, I, I think my favorite thing was waiting for a canceled uh, flight that eventually got canceled to Washington. Uh, there was a woman who had three children look like under the age of six traveling with her. And we were supposed to take off at 6.30. And uh, they delayed it till nine and then canceled it. And I saw numerous people uh, go over and help her engage the kids, talk to the kids, um, hold a kid while she needed to do something else with an, uh, another child. And not to really you know, be Pollyanna about this, because let's be clear, I am no Pollyanna. Uh, it was it was nice to see that in one of the worst airport op- episodes I've ever experienced in all my years of frequent flyering, uh, everyone behaved well. Maybe it was actually just a uh, psychological experiment from the University of Texas or something, just to see how people would react. Right. Maybe maybe they just brought in aromatherapy through all the vents, and it was pizza, and we all smelled pizza and felt okay. Right. Oh well, okay. Well, you're back home. You'll be you'll be back here in the D.C. area. Uh, I'm sure soon again, and we'll do an we'll do an in studio show, and um, and that'll be fine. But uh, but instead, yeah, I have to be. But when what I'm uh, what I'm really uh, I missed a lot of meetings, and thank you, Gary, for taking care of everything. But also, I'm missing Scott Webb's 40th birthday. Yeah, uh, I was there for I was there on the uh, part two of that. It, there was two parts to that. Uh, I was at I was at part two mm-hmm. for a little while, so it was yeah, it was good. And he's yeah. Were you part of, of any bathroom selfies? That was a little no, worrisome. no. I wasn't. No, I wasn't there for any of that. Uh, that was the part I missed. You see, so. But anyway, yeah, no, that was he's, that uh, was that that's that's a little crazy. Yeah. 
anyway. But yeah, um, I, yeah, I, I can't believe it either. We've worked for Scott for so long. I still expect him to be, you know, the fresh out of the Navy boy wonder. How dare he be 40? Right. Yeah. Yep. Like a snap of a finger. Doggone it. Little kids are growing up. I know. So now he's, I guess um, he's just a Gen X wonder. All right. All righty. Well, here we are, and, uh, and today we're talking about the Fed. Well, not the Fed. We're talking about the. We're talking about getting into the Fed for business. It's going to be an interesting show today. And I and I will say this. You know, we're we're federal contractors, and here's here's uh, the the perennial conundrum uh, with federal business is once you get the work, it's really nice because it's stable. It's long term contracts. Uh, everything is very clear in the contract uh, with regard to payment. Uh, it's a very nice gig to have. That's why we've been doing this for 13 years. But uh, pardon me, that's that's my uh, Gagia Anima Deluxe going into standby mode. So pardon pardon that noise. Um, I do have fresh espresso. The downside is it's really it can be seem really hard to get in the federal government. Um, I'm working with uh, a friend of mine in Albuquerque to team on a contract, and I know signing up in SAM.gov, I know getting uh, the Dun & Bradstreet number, all these hoops you have to jump through just to even see a bid or be able to uh, uh, place a bid uh, can be frustrating. Uh, and so I, I think uh, we're going to have a, a great conversation with Kevin Mahoney, who's going to help um, our listeners decipher uh, uh, where they should uh, be looking in the federal market, and some techniques for making sure that you differentiate yourself and your brand uh, from the other contractors and win that work. Yeah, I think that uh, for us, and it's you know, obviously it comes in waves. You know, we we, we win some, we lose a lot. That's just, the, I mean, that's I think every company does that. But um, when you're in the you're when you're in the lose a lot stage, you're like, well, this is hopeless. You go, how do I how do I know if we're if all the labor and all the money, whatever we're putting in to try to win this particular contract, is it worth it? Is there, you know, is it already geared towards somebody? Is the incumbent a shoe in? Um, all these questions, and you're going. At some point, you go, you know, it's really difficult to know. And then sometimes it can get very frustrating and um, disheartening, I guess, as you're as you're trying to get that uh, win. Win a, win a contract with the government. I should say earn. Wins the, wins the wrong word, but it does feel like a lottery sometimes. Well, certainly true, but I, I think a trap that a lot of firms fall into, and we've certainly fallen into, is we see, uh, using our business intelligence uh, programs, we see an opportunity coming up that we think we're a good fit for, and it's uh, something that we haven't followed. It's going to uh, the uh, request for proposals is due imminently, and we go ahead and bid on it, and we've never even talked to the client. So we're, we're waiting uh, until we drop, and one thing to know, once, uh, in, uh, according to a federal, acquisi federal acquisition law, once an RFP is released, you, you cannot talk to the client. Uh, discussions are banned. So... You know, if you wait to engage the client until the period starts where you can't talk to them, maybe you should rethink whether you want to bid on that. Right. And we, you know, we certainly have done that, though. We certainly have, you know, with 13 years of experience in this, we've, we've uh, certainly, um, you know, had the, um, 
the scars to prove, you know, some of these things. And, uh, uh, you know, when you go after things and that you think you're a shoe in for, or not a shoe in, no, that's not true at all, that you think you have the quals for, I should say. But yeah, if you haven't done the, the legwork, I think that, so I am excited to hear Kevin talk about those things because I think sometimes, again, it's that you believe when you see the, the government, you just think, oh, the, the whole it's, it's system's very straightforward in the sense that an RFP comes out, you respond, and they choose the best, and the best wins. But it's um, it. There's so much more that ought to go into that before you make that decision to go after, uh, to try to win a particular contract. Absolutely, and then uh, I, I think that you know, on the other side too, is having once once you are awarded the contract, that's really when you establish your brand. Uh, we've seen, um, and we're, we're working a couple efforts now, where I, I, it appears that the previous contractor became a little complacent and have been doing this work for a long time and know how um, to put in a winning bid, but uh, did, did nothing really to uh, make the client excited about awarding it to them. Right. Um, so it's a very good point. I mean, about about um, you know establishing your brand, and I think that's uh, you, you want people to say that uh, when they, when they when they're talking to somebody else, two to maybe two folks from different uh, agencies or something, and they go, yeah, we have. Uh, let's say they say Vox Optima, and you want that conversation to be, oh, I've heard of them. That's the, oh yeah, I've heard they're really terrific. Or or it could be the opposite, and uh, and that certainly doesn't make your life any easier when you're trying to go after the next. Uh, the next uh, one, real quick, the um, uh, in one of a, uh, I won't go into the details, but in one of the conversations uh, that I did have uh, while you weren't able to be here, Merritt, was that was very important to the to the to the agency about you know the stability of the employees that they they currently have, or I should say, the contractor employees that they currently have, and how important it is, and how and how um, disruptive it is when they lose those employees. So they really are very concerned about. Um, the company that would come on um, and how they treat their their employees and so what kind of a reputation that company has in the industry and that and that really um, something uh, I'll talk about quickly before we go to break one thing's been uh, a trend over the last decade in federal government is uh, staff augmentation. And that is where instead of buying specific services or products or um, deliverables from a contractor, the uh, government is actually buying manpower, people to sit on the government site side by side with um, uh, the government staff. And that can be that can be a challenge because um, they have very little interaction with the company employing them, and almost all their interaction is with the client. Also, it's uh, uh, a challenge because they can be forgotten about. And if you don't have a company behind you, backing you, supporting you, you don't feel compelled to carry their brand forward. You're you're simply um, another person on the client's staff, and you wear a different colored badge because you're a contractor. So I think that's something else... um, uh, uh, folks in the federal uh, government need to uh, 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 counteract or uh, guard against. Right, I agree. Um, and we're going to talk about those things and uh, and a whole bunch more um, when we come back to the break. We're, when we come back, we're going to be talking to um, Kevin Mahoney, who is the um, CEO of uh, Sanctum Federal and the 
has a site called Kevin Federal, which is a great name for a site, uh, who, who has been in this industry um, for, for uh, over 25 years uh, and has done a tremendous job and has some, uh, we've talked with him for quite a bit over the months, um, so we were big fans of Kevin. But uh, this is the brand ambassadors, and we're looking forward to talking about uh, how to um, scale the fer- federal uh, vertical. Uh, give us a call at 866-472-5790 or email us at brand.ambassadors at voxoptima.com. And uh, we'll be back in just a couple of minutes to talk to Kevin Mahoney. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. When business people think PR, they usually think spin. Good, bad, or indifferent. But spin without a strategy gets you nowhere but lighter in the wallet. At Vox Optima, our outcome-based communication is about results, not the ride. You're focused on your bottom-line goals, and so are we. From strategic planning to creative design and production, Vox Optima has experts ready to support your requirements today. Also look to Vox Optima for crisis communication, media training, and issue management. Vox Optima is a service-disabled veteran and a woman-owned business with consultants working from coast to coast. Vox Optima ties PR strategy and every last communication product to what your organization needs to be successful. At Vox Optima, you won't be spinning your wheels. You'll be getting results. Strategy, not spin. To make our results work for you, visit VoxOptima.com. That's VoxOptima.com. Are you a business leader or executive that wants to achieve more? Not just in it for profit, but to do work you find meaningful that adds more value to more people in more ways. Listen for the Business Elevation Show with host Chris Cooper. You'll hear from successful achievers from around the world with the passion and experience to offer invaluable guidance. The Business Elevation Show can be heard live on Fridays at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time, usually 4 p.m. U.K., on the Voice America Business Channel. Be more. Achieve more. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. listening to the brand ambassadors to reach our program today please call in to 1-866-472-5790 that's 1-866-472-5790 or send an email with questions or comments to brand.ambassadors at voxoptima.com now back to this week's program well 
Welcome back to the Brand Ambassadors. I'm Merritt Hamilton Allen, joined by Gary Potterfield. And please do send your questions for us today to brand.ambassadors at voxoptima.com. Uh, we have our, uh, our guest I'm looking forward to speaking with today, Kevin Mahoney, the CEO of Sanctum Federal. He really specializes and he has um, a proprietary uh, process to build a federal business vertical. Uh, you might be shocked. He also has a Navy background, and uh, if it seems like we're nepotistic for the Navy, well, we are just because we seem to be better at a lot of things than other folks. Right, Kevin uh, has uh, generated over since starting Sanctum Federal has generated over 127 million dollars in revenue for. Uh, uh, his clients in the U.S. federal sector. So, Kevin, thank you and welcome. Oh, thank you very much for having me today. So, what is the most important thing, or uh, perhaps what's the biggest challenge that a company with no federal background has entering this federal marketplace and building a federal vertical? It's really understanding the federal market itself. Um, that's why I built KevinFederal.com is to give a single repository for people to come in and check out what needs to get done, what you can do, where to get uh, money, opportunities, certifications for products and services across the board. Uh, for, you know, and that's the biggest challenge people have is not understanding all the requirements within the federal market and what you need to do and all the challenges for um, closing revenue and getting the commitment from the top uh, CEO, board, uh, venture capitalists, getting all of them on board and really having a, um, managing their expectations to be able to bring that product or service to the federal market and to those customers. So you saw Kevin. So you, you talked to him. You mentioned uh, KevinFederal.com, which is uh, one of your websites, and uh, and I think that um, one of the things that I've always thought is that you, you you do feel kind of lost. Like that, it, it's so there's so many regulations, there's so many things to know, and we're we're saying, gosh, where in the world do I find all these answers? Is is that why uh, Kevin? Is that why you created that website? Yeah, I, I really. All the information that I have up there really is all over the place, over the Internet. So I really wanted to have a single repository for people to come in and have a reference site so they didn't have to go searching everywhere for everything. Um, and as well, having a blog articles to be able to write to and discuss each one of those areas and how to manage expectations or why enter the federal market in itself um, to <laughs> confusing federal speak uh, for future articles and really prepare people for understanding even with uh, the PR side, uh, marketing and everything, and uh, what you have to do to build collateral and things like that to actually talk to the federal customer. And that's why I wanted to have this site so people have a single repository to be able to find that information quickly and efficiently to understanding what you need for essentially to enter the market, what kind of opportunities are in there, um, how to look at budgeting and funding from the federal side, um, all the way through references to federal acquisition regulations and everything else that go along doing business with the federal market. 
A question I have is, you know, so many companies, they do have um, specific sectors of their business and they target um, their marketing and development uh, efforts to uh, that single sector. How different is the federal sector for, uh, from, uh, say, uh, uh, commercial or international sectors, with the co- for, particularly for the companies you help? That's a great question. So I've done both commercial and federal, so I was able to transition between both. Um, just like hospital, uh, hospitals, oil, or any of those verticals, the federal vertical has their own language and their, whole, their own way of buying, to tell you the truth. So one of my um, analogies I say is like within the federal market, in order to get revenue from a client in the federal sector, normally you have to have, 99% of the time you have to have either a contract or a buy through a contract vehicle for the federal customer to buy your product or service. And if you don't have the right contract vehicle or the right contract, the federal customer can go open source to buy it, but normally they use those contract vehicles that are pre-negotiated with those customers for them to buy your product or service. So if you go in, I, I, I use this analogy, when you go into a restaurant and uh, you have an American Express card and all they take is Visa, you won't be able to eat. The same thing goes with the federal customer. You have to understand how they buy things so you can sell them things. So it's a, um, it's a you have to make it easy for them to buy from you. Exactly. And that's exactly what I was just going to say. It's the way you need to be able to work with the customer, have them buy your product or service. You have to make it easy for them and they have to understand what you're trying to do, how you're trying to do it to make it easy for them to get to you. It's not like commercial where they can just, you know, do a background check on your company and then buy things. It, it's not like that. You have to actually have a mechanism for them to be able to get to your product or service so they can procure it. One of the challenges I think that I, I've seen in our 13 years uh, in Vox Optima is that um, the, the folks that we deal with, uh, that, we, that, we, that ultimately we're going to do the work for, the particular office or whatever, um, they're not the same people as the contracting people. So it's like, so sometimes um, the people we're trying to work for um, aren't even aware, they know less than we do about how this whole process works. So it's so it can be um, a rather daunting task for the small business to uh, to make this happen. So um, give some ideas of what the small business needs to do. In fact, that's a great uh, lead-in because my next article that I'm publishing um, next month really talks about federal speak. And one of the areas I talk about is lowest cost technically acceptable. And so... What they've done is, in the federal market, is they uh, have two camps. One is the technology or the requirements, and the other part of that is people buying stuff, the contract shops. And they don't talk to each other. So whether requirements come out saying, yeah, that's what I need, they put an RFP out. When it comes back, the technical side gets their piece, the pricing side goes over to the contract shop, and... They don't talk to each other, mainly because it was uh, problems many years ago when the Pentagon was buying, you know, $400 hammers, 
So they had to reel all that in. So only the contract shops can actually procure your product to serve us. So that's why there can be a disconnect between the technical requirements and the buying side. Uh, but it does protect them. Right. And, and w- indeed. And but, but that's a challenge. Um, and it takes, uh, I think it uh, uh, really takes wrapping your head around to understand that uh, you have to uh, write a technical proposal so that the client, the end user, the folks you're going to work for say, yes, we want this. This is technically acceptable. But then you have to price it so that the contracting office, who is completely separate, uh, completely separate, can say yes, or, or with trade-offs, this is the best value, or uh, essentially, um, I, I think we're in a, a phase where every contract is low price, technically acceptable. It's just a matter of trade-offs to determine what technically acceptable is. But uh, that's a nuance, I think, that was lost on Vox Optima probably the first five years of our existence. And it's a, it's a hard one for people to wrap their heads around as well, different companies, um, especially when you're trying to first come into this uh, vertical and not understanding how the procurement process actually work and who actually makes the decisions. Um, it, it's very hard for people to understand, why didn't I win? How can that happen? I don't understand. And those are the challenges that, you know, if you have to go in with the federal market with a, a, a definite plan on what you're going to do, who you're going to do with, uh, what opportunities are out there for you to be able to execute properly to close that revenue. And you're absolutely right. Is It's very hard for people to wrap their heads around why didn't I win because they didn't understand the process of procedures in order to close that revenue. I think that um, um, often companies and uh, and people in, in business, and, and I'm w- among them for a long time, uh, just looked upon the federal market as something uh, from a company perspective that we are reactive rather than proactive. And I don't think you think that's the case, right? You, you, you believe that we need to be proactive in terms of the way that we go about getting federal business, correct? Absolutely. In fact, it's interesting. I've been at many companies that I've started their federal verticals for them. Uh, because what happened was they got calls from the federal government for a product or service, and the company says, oh, well, no federal government, let's go sell to them. And they put a commercial salesperson to try to close business within the federal market, and they're never, never successful or hardly ever successful because that person doesn't understand who they're selling to, how they're trying to sell it, how they're going to close it, um, in order to wrap all that around. So that's why you want to be able to build a, a strategic methodology and plan around all that so you understand your short-term revenue, your long-term revenue, your federal systems integrators, contracts versus contract vehicles, um, what my customer wants, how to get that information, to build that, inf- to build that plan in order to execute it correctly. Right. Well, well, and I think um, 
to, to what we'll do when we come back from the break, we're going to go to a break in just a minute, is uh, to discuss that very that, that process you you use, and also to see you know where does the where do the people fit into this? Where does the where does the employees and how and how can they have an influence? Uh, you know how can they be the brand ambassadors of their company as they go after the federal market? Well, we're, you're listening to the brand ambassadors, um, and when we come back, we'll be talking to Kevin. Please give us a call at eight six six four seven two fifty seven ninety. Or send us an email at brand.ambassadors at voxoptima.com. And we'll be back in just a couple of minutes. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. When business people think PR, they usually think spin. Good, bad, or indifferent. But spin without a strategy gets you nowhere but lighter in the wallet. At Vox Optima, our outcome-based communication is about results, not the ride. You're focused on your bottom line goals, and so are we. From strategic planning to creative design and production, Vox Optima has experts ready to support your requirements today. Also look to Vox Optima for crisis communication, media training, and issue management. Vox Optima is a service-disabled veteran and a woman-owned business with consultants working from coast to coast. Vox Optima ties PR strategy and every last communication product to what your organization needs to be successful. At Vox Optima, you won't be spinning your wheels. You'll be getting results. Strategy, not spin. To make our results work for you, visit VoxOptima.com. That's VoxOptima.com. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. listening to the brand ambassadors to reach our program today please call in to 1-866-472-5790 that's 1-866-472-5790 or send an email with questions or comments to brand.ambassadors at voxoptima.com now back to this week's program Welcome back to the Brand Ambassadors. I'm Gary Potterfield, along with Merritt Hamilton Allen. And our guest today, Kevin Mahoney, who is the CEO of Sanctum Federal and runs a website called KevinFederal.com, where he uh, answers pretty much all things related to getting to the federal market. And uh, what I'd like to uh, start with coming back to the, uh, in this segment, Kevin, is... Um, a little bit about the people side of things. In other words, there's a lot of technical things we have to do 
but if you're a, uh, you know if you're an employee of a company, whether if you're you know in, in the marketing part of it or whatever the case may be, you know what is the role um, uh, in in of the individual in terms of getting federal work? Absolutely. So really, it comes down to the company itself. It all really is a time, money, and people environment to be successful within the federal market. And the type of people and the resources you need in order to do that, you need a personnel resource and their functions. Where the C-level, they give you the money and strategic direction, marketing for the federal messaging, CTO for certifications and requirements to engineering, um, sales, channel, legal, um, business development, security clearances. So it all really comes down to building that part of the business for the federal market. A question I've got is uh, what types of company should be uh, looking to Sanctum Federal, should be going to kevinfederal.com. There are there services companies, technology companies. Uh, what do you think is uh, the ideal company uh, to uh, uh, push into the federal sector right now? So that's a great question. So there's many types of companies that should be looking at this. Um, startups trying to get into the federal market. Uh, whether it be cyber or IT-type products, that's where I specialize my time and resource, to um, A-Days trying to get in for um, uh, CETA contracting, things like that. Uh, what, can you tell us what our, CETA contracting and A-Day is? Yeah, so A-Day is a uh, specialized environment that the Small Business Administration has set up for um, small businesses to come in and enter into the federal market under certain designations. 8A is one of them with disadvantaged minority all the way through um, just a small business with um, their NAICS codes, uh, which distinguish between large and small types of businesses. Um, and those are the North American Industrial uh, Classification Codes, right? Correct. That you need to set up when you're entering into the federal market as well. And you can find all, in fact, that's why I set up the site, so you can actually easily go and get that information through the essentials menu and understand you, you need your DUNS number, your CAGE code from the Defense Logistics Agency, um, and your NAICS in order to do business within the federal market because that provides them, the customers, to understand what products and services that you provide that they can get to. You know, I think about um, the, the, this, this exchange you and Merritt just had, and you talked about uh, NAICS codes, you talked about 8A, you talked about uh, all these things, and then there's probably some fo- listeners that are going, I throw my hands up. I have no clue what you're talking about. And they're going to go, this is just too darn hard. I give up. But I think that goes back to Merritt's original question of you is that why should someone come to you? And I think that's the case is that, uh, you know, some small business goes, I'm going to throw my hands up. They shouldn't throw their hands up. Tell them what they should do. What they should do is uh, help create a plan. And that's what I do is help them create a plan to be able to look at contracts, um, managing their expectations for the customer, 
for their products and services, help them build a long-term pipeline, short-term pipelines through those opportunities, and really help them through the process of uh, contract vehicles, procurement cycles, budgeting, attack plans. So you have a very uh, strategic methodology to execute on. So you have your key performance indicators that you can actually track. And that's, that's what I do for a living, to help customers do, help companies do that, whether it be a product or a service. Is there, um, are there some specific uh, industrial sectors that you think are really hot right now for the federal market? Well, cyber is one of them. Uh, that's the largest one in, in my world, uh, where my customers are struggling against multinational threats across their vast networks. Uh, they are, have been consolidating uh, Internet exchanges for the federal market, the customers themselves, in order to try to rein in how many points of entry that m- these multinational threats can attack these networks. Um, I, that's, that's one of the biggest threats out there. And or uh, the second one is cloud and getting FedRAMP certified, FedRAMP Plus certified in order to service these customers because the other challenge they have is they need to do more with less. And so they're moving to their resources to the cloud as fast as possible so that they don't have to manage their assets and their servers and their applications. Uh, they can focus on what their missions are um, based upon the agency or department themselves? That's a quite great question. Now, you, <clears throat> Kevin, you've, you've, um, you've started up KevinFederal.com, and uh, the, uh, certainly a site that, that ties, tries to bring um, everything together that someone uh, who doesn't know the market that well, uh, or even those that do, can go to, to learn a lot of different things going on. Um, and you talk about the fact that you've uh, been blogging and uh, about specific articles. Um, but I know that you're also looking to, um, um, to, to see other folks, uh, you've told me this, uh, you know, come in and, and maybe blog as well. Because there's a lot of, uh, obviously, there's a lot of folks that know a heck of a lot about the, um, about the federal vertical. So uh, why don't you talk a little bit about your website? Yeah, so I would absolutely love to have people come in, special guests and things like that, to write specific articles on specific subjects that are interest to how to uh, be successful in building a federal vertical, from customer testimonials to um, contract shops, small business, um, why Google started their federal market, um, and how many millions of dollars per quarter, per month that they do. And so those articles are very, very important to the site to give people a rich understanding of opportunities that are out there, as well as being able to build a federal vertical in the first place, and why to even enter the market. Um, If you take a look at the market itself, according to uh, it-dashboard.gov, you know, the federal market spending $89 billion on IT alone. Um, and that's just the departments and agencies that we know of uh, or that can actually submit uh, budgets. 
Um, so that's a lot of money to be able to capture uh, within the framework of the federal market. And that's what I concentrate on is help people understand how to capture that business and close it um, for revenue purposes to grow that, so- that sector. Kevin, I've got a, a question again about you know the types of companies. We're talking a lot about IT, but you're helping Vox Optima, and we're not an IT company. What other types of companies should be talking to you? That's another great question. Again, any type of company that wants to be able to enter the federal market, it's the same plan, the same methodology to be able to build that pipeline and talking to those customers. We'll go over the like the PR stuff, marketing, you know, with Vox or or anybody else that's trying to enter the market. You have to understand who you're talking to and what they're interested in and be able to understand their requirements. And that's how I'm able to help not just IT organizations, but multifaceted organizations as well, products, services, um, anything that people want to be able to sell into the federal market. I help build a plan to be able to generate and track that revenue from day one. Um, again, any type of product or service. Um, one thing I would say again, and, and we're talking about, I want to just, your, your, um, uh, your Kevin Federal website, kevinfederal.com. Um, again, I am not, I am not the, uh, you know, I'm not the director of, uh, of BD, business development in, in Vox Optima. And, uh, and I'm thankful I'm not, um, uh, because it's, it can be so overwhelming, but if you do go to kevinfederal.com, you see some terrific stuff there that even if you're not able to, you know, ready to do this, just, there's so many terrific articles, not just the blogs, uh, but also a lot of articles. And I, I, I strongly recommend that anyone go take a look at that. And I would just say one last thing, when you talk about the, just in the IT sector of, uh, I think you said 80 billion. I only want one eightieth. I'm I am not greedy at all. I only want one eightieth of the market. Not even. I'll even take a hundred. But anyway, that's all I've got to say. Uh, from my perspective, Kevin, thank you very much. Thank you very much. I really appreciate the time today. Well, and Kevin, it it is absolutely a pleasure working with you and. Uh, I would say to, and we've we've been established in the federal market for 13 years, and we are learning uh, a lot uh, from you, your blog, uh, sanctumfederal.com, and uh, kevinfederal.com. I would definitely re- uh, recommend to any uh, professional services, if you are a B2B firm, obviously, um, uh, consumer companies don't have as much uh, to bring to the federal market necessarily. But any B2B firm, please do uh, check out kevinfederal.com, sanctumfederal.com. Uh, Kevin Mahoney, CEO of Sanctum Federal, will help you get 180th or 100th of that tremendous, uh, tremendous federal marketplace. Stay with us. Uh, we'll be back after the break. You're listening to The Brand Ambassadors. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. When business people think PR, they usually think spin. Good, bad, or indifferent. But spin without a strategy gets you nowhere but lighter in the wallet. At Vox Optima. 
Our outcome-based communication is about results, not the ride. You're focused on your bottom-line goals, and so are we. From strategic planning to creative design and production, Vox Optima has experts ready to support your requirements today. Also look to Vox Optima for crisis communication, media training, and issue management. Vox Optima is a service-disabled veteran and a woman-owned business with consultants working from coast to coast. Vox Optima ties PR strategy and every last communication product to what your organization needs to be successful. At Vox Optima, you won't be spinning your wheels. You'll be getting results. Strategy, not spin. To make our results work for you, visit VoxOptima.com. That's VoxOptima.com. If you hear a dog barking or an angel singing, then you know that you are listening to Waking Up in America. Heard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific Time, Valerie Kirkard and all of her friends will bring you powerful and humorous discussions that raise thoughts and give you insight on how to live your life to its fullest potential. Adventure is always a must on Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific. Trends in global business are changing all the time. It used to only be worrying about your competitor across the street, but now that competitor may be across the world. On Global Business with Mahesh Joshi, we discuss the trends in global business, plus issues and solutions that business leaders face today. Each show is guaranteed to teach you something that you didn't know before about global business. Listen live every Wednesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. are listening to the brand ambassadors to reach our program today please call in to 1-866-472-5790 that's 1-866-472-5790 or send an email with questions or comments to brand.ambassadors at voxoptima.com now back to this week's program welcome back to the brand ambassadors i'm gary ponderfield along with Merritt hamilton allen and um, we're talking about the federal vertical today, and uh, we just wrapped up our conversation with Kevin Mahoney, CEO of Sanctum Federal and Ken- KevinFederal.com. And uh, so, Merritt, you know, we've been doing this now together for 13 years, and uh, certainly we've uh, we're, we're we know a lot more than we did back 13 years ago. But what uh, I'd be curious to hear from you, um, I don't know, either uh, something that uh, you know now that you didn't know then, or something that has surprised you, or, or uh, about this whole federal market. I think it would be that uh, knowing where the buy decision is being made, it's not always with the end user client. Sometimes uh, you need uh, to go um, higher up in the organization to uh, understand the whole organization's goals and where the priorities are and make a case for your offering at that level uh, uh, instead of with the end user client who is also looking for resources but may not be 
uh, placed or resourced that they can make an actual buy decision. We, before we brought Kevin on, we talked. Uh, you brought up, uh, you know, the issue about the, you know, the, the, the you know, the, once you have the contract, um, you know, the, the brand and the, the importance of it. And so I, I would think about um, what do you think that employees that are not in, at all involved in the buy in, in the business development part of the company, you know, what role? Do they play? Do you see that they, as individual uh, employees, play in supporting you know a company working in the federal market? I, it's absolutely tremendous. They are your no kidding online everyday ambassadors for your company and your brand. And if they don't know what your values are, if they don't know um, uh, uh, the distinct value that you're bringing to this client, they can't help you, and they want to help you. Uh, I, I think also it's very important to have a conversation when you're starting a new contract. If your employees maybe don't know uh, the client very well, you have to have a conversation with them about what's important to the client and what success looks like for the client through their work. Uh, because uh, also with a staff augmentation contract, you lose um, some of that day to day contact with your employee to be giving them uh, the feedback and guidance uh, that you might be uh, typically if they were working on your own company site. So it's it's very important to understand and sit down with the client and find out uh, what uh, how you are going to help help them succeed and make sure your employees understand their role and are motivated and also empowered uh, to. Uh, uh, succeed for that client. Yeah, I think that um, <clears throat> I've learned that um, it's it, every client site, every client relationship seems to be different, and um, and so mm-hmm. it is really important that the employee, particularly those who are on site with at the client site, and, and it's you know they're they're okay. So there are the government employees. There are probably other contractors around, and so the relationship. I think that's something that has to constantly be. Um, um, worked on and and so yeah the, so the employee knows okay I'm not them but I'm not totally not them you know where you know where and and how do I represent Vox Optima or some or, or company you know company X so I think um not only is it important you know it's in day-to-day business but it's also important when the rebid comes up and you're saying well you you want the client the government client to say I don't know what I, my influence is, but I want those guys. I want these guys I have, and you, you hear it all. You hear it a lot. I want my people, and that's a very positive thing. But you know, the opposite can happen. I don't think we want these guys again. That hasn't happened to us, I don't think. But uh, but uh, so important for the employees to, uh, to 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 understand where they fit into that in terms of the relationship on site. Absolutely, and I think it's also um, hugely important to know when to push yourself forward and offer a better solution and then when to uh, pull back and shut up. Because uh, just like with any large organization, uh, there are systems and uh, regulations in place in the federal marketplace that may uh, uh, prevent you know, the most rapid uh, uh, adoption of a new concept or a new service. And so it's important to um, uh, understand what the client's able to do and deliver the best possible product based on that capability. And while pushing them 
uh, and encouraging them to try new things also know when to shut up and sit down. Right. <clears throat> I saw another thing that, that uh, comes to me, and we probably don't have time to talk about it much, but the um, – uh, you know, the, the the understanding from the company perspective, a small business in particular, like Vox Optima, we, we know in talking to Kevin and even our own personal experiences, that is it is important to get out there to meet the prospective client that, that hasn't even put an RFP out yet. Um, and you go, well, gosh, that actually takes you know, that takes resources. We have to, you know, how, where do you decide to say, yeah, I got to do some work, but wait a minute, I really need to go visit and, you know, and, and shake hands and, and meet people. So it's a tough challenge in a small business where overhead is costly um, to know what that balance is. Maybe we have to do a separate show on that, regardless of, of, uh, of uh, vertical. Uh, absolutely. I mean, I remember we were doing our uh, year-end uh, pipeline review, going over what we'd already um, uh, bid on and what we were uh, doing for upcoming bids, and we looked at uh, a huge proposal we just put in, and I realized this: we have never gone and spoken to this client. I have no idea who they are. I don't know what they look like. Um, I just know what their requirement is. This is this is probably this might not have been the best use of our uh, uh, best use of our time. Yeah, <clears throat> that can be uh, <laughs> that can be a depressing moment when you have that realization. But we're learning. Even after 13 years, we're learning. Well, and we have, the, you know, there's so many systems in place, fantastic systems in place. And I think another challenge is, um, you know, maintaining uh, your CRM uh, platform can seem like actual sales work, and it's not. It's just feeding data. Um, if you're not on the phone, if you're not getting in front of people, you're not selling. Right. So, it, it, right. It isn't just uh, putting numbers in a, in, a, in a spreadsheet. It's not just um, responding to an RFP. I mean, you could respond to every darn RFP that comes down the pike, and you could just slap something together. Um, but, um, yeah, the the odds are stacked against you anyway uh, from the beginning. Mm-hmm. So, uh so uh, that just adds to it. So at any rate, it's a good yeah, show. And, and you know, and be, and be yeah, and you know, also I think just being willing to um, uh, do a demonstration, uh, uh, provide some sort of sample, so that the client really knows concretely what you do before any type of requirement comes out. But we could go on and on about this because, of course, it's it's our daily life. Uh, pardon me. Um, it's uh, it, it, this is a uh, to me where the brand and being a brand ambassador where the really the rubber meets the road because we're talking about generating revenue. So it's an interesting conversation. We've had a wonderful guest. Um, please do check out Kevin Mahoney's websites, uh, sanctumfederal.com and kevinmahoney.com. Don't forget VoxOptima.com, your hosts of the show. And send us, our, uh, send us any of your questions or comments to brand.ambassadors at VoxOptima.com. That's all the time we have this week. For Gary Potterfield, I'm Merritt Hamilton-Allen. Thank you for listening to the Brand Ambassadors. Thank you for tuning in this week to the Brand Ambassadors. Please join Merritt Hamilton Allen and Gary Potterfield for another edition next Friday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time and 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great week.